We hope you enjoy this message from St. Martin C3, a location of C3 Church, Christchurch. I begin this morning with some inspiring sayings for us to consider. I've heard pastors that are like great motivational speakers, so I'm going to emulate them uh, for a moment. If you've had a hard week and you're looking for someone to G you up, well, you've come to the right place this morning. Now, here's a question for you. Who wants to achieve something of worth in their life? Who wants to? Yeah, okay. Let, let, even if you didn't put your hand up, let's pretend you do for a moment. If you want to achieve something in life, well, then this series of quotes might just be the help you need. You can lock these away as uh, quotes for you to rest on and rely on. Now, if you want to achieve something, what you need to know is that opportunities don't just happen. You create them. But it will take some hard work to get there. After all, success success is where preparation and opportunity meet. But it also takes a certain attitude. Ambition is the path to success. Persistence is the vehicle you arrive in. And there might be times you fail, but if you keep trying things, you will find something that will work for you. As Stephen Hawking says, however difficult life may seem, there is always something you can do and succeed at. But this is something you must figure out for yourself. No one is going to do it for you. Here's Oprah. You define your own life. Don't let other people write your script. And above all, remember these 10 simple words of power. If it is to be, it is up to me. Now, if you were to take these motivational quotes to heart, I think you could uh, go and achieve something amazing. But hopefully, as we read them out, there is something in you that feels just a little bit uneasy about this way of achieving things in your life. Can you see it? Do you kind of discern, maybe, what's, what's the problem here? Now, the the problem's not success. There is nothing wrong with success. Success and even ambition are not inherently evil. In fact, they can be tremendously good if uh, done for the right purposes. But even if you have a noble goal, there's something missing from these string of statements. It's all about me. These quotes represent a very individualized way of thinking. It's all about me working for myself, for my own ambition, rather than working together for something bigger. We've been doing a series over the last few weeks called Grow Together. We had a break last week, but we're back into it. In this series, we've been exploring how we can become disciples of Jesus through community. We've expressed this as a value for us as St. Martin's C3. We've said this. We've said that it is our desire for every St. Martin's C3 member to commit to what we're calling discipling relationships. What's a discipling relationship? It's a relationship where you invest in others and others invest in you to grow closer to Christ, to live a Christian lifestyle, and to fulfill your mission to the world. That's our value. That's what our encouragement is through this series. And over the last few weeks, we've broken this down and look like, uh, looked at what it is to have these discipling relationships. We'd love to see this expressed in the conversations we have and in the catch-ups that we have, but especially in connect groups. Okay, our connect groups are amazing. So please, if you're not involved in one, come and see us and we will get you connected. 
Once you've joined a group, we encourage you to make it a priority to be there every time they meet, if you can. I know their life gets busy and things get in the way, but every time you can, to make it a priority to go and be involved in each other's lives. As you do, you will find uh, three things that you get from being part of that, that group. These are elements of our connect groups here at St. Martin C3. And actually, if we put that value back up, uh, Ollie, you'll see them listed there uh, on that discipling relationships thing. Firstly, uh, you'll receive care. I think that just happens naturally. People who will walk with you and can pray for you and support you in the things that you're going through. The second thing you will find in a connect group are those who will help you grow more like Jesus. They will ask questions like, What's the next step in your relationship with God? What's something God is speaking to you about right now? What are the areas of your life that you feel that God's not yet fully Lord of and that you can hand over to him? And let's work on those together. We want to see people grow closer to God and live this Christian lifestyle. It's part of the distinctive of who we are as a church. However, we want to go one step further in our connect groups and in our conversations. We also want to see these become places where we encourage each other to fulfill their mission and ministry that God has called us to do. That these would be places to spur one another on towards love and good deeds, as the writer to the book and the book of Hebrews says. I began this morning by talking about uh, motivational quotes that lead to success. So can I ask this morning, what is success for the Christian? What is the mission and ministry that God has called us to do? And I think that can be a bit hard for us sometimes. I think one of the Christian words that people understand more than any other is the word ministry. I remember uh, talking to a group of people once uh, about what it's like to work for a church, and, and I compared it to their jobs, to working in any other job. And they thought I was quite casual comparing my job to theirs. After all, I was in the ministry because I worked for a church. But I know that God has called us all to do great things for him. Ephesians 2, verse 10 says, For we are God's masterpiece. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Everybody can do the good things God has planned. We are all together called to do good things that he planned for us. Yes, I'm called into ministry. And for me, this at least in part is fulfilled by working for a church. But you are called into ministry too. God wants you to minister other people. He has a mission field for you. And I hope we can receive that this morning. Mission is not just something, as we talked about last week, that Fountain of, of Peace does, that Bluebird does, that Earthquake Care and those other wonderful organizations we support do. Ministry is not just for the people fortunate enough to have a position in the local church. It is for everyone who believes in Jesus, who follows him. If you are here this morning and you believe in Jesus and have been saved by him, then let me tell you, you are on mission you are a minister of Jesus Christ. And I have a suspicion that there are people here who don't think that they're doing ministry. They don't see themselves on mission for God. But, but if you were to look at your life and you look at what mission and ministry is, you'd be surprised. You'd go, oh, I'm actually already doing it. 
I just didn't know I was doing it. So I'm wondering if we this morning can look at what mission and ministry really is so we can see how we can do it in our lives. And then we can look at the context that it happens. And then we'll move into how we can support each other in those missions and those ministries. Let's do that this morning. So what is Christian mission? What do we talk about when we talk about ministering for Jesus? Well, our mission is very similar to the mission that Jesus gave to his followers when he first gathered them together. Jesus began by doing these amazing works and miracles, transforming the natural order of the world. He also taught and asked people to turn their lives over to a new reality, one where the old way of sin, death, and disorder could be changed. Instead, people would experience the order of his way of life, and it all happened through Jesus. And as he was doing this, he sent his disciples out to let others know this way of life was coming to them. Luke chapter 9, Jesus does this twice. First he does it with the 12, and then he does it with this bigger group of 72. He sends them out. What does he send them out to do? What is the message that he gives to them? It says this, One day Jesus called together his 12 disciples and gave them power and authority to cast out all demons and to heal all diseases. Then he sent them out to tell everyone about the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. They were to cast out demons, heal the sick, and proclaim the kingdom of God. But what does that mean? I assume they didn't walk in and say, oh, yeah, well, let's uh, cast the demons out. Uh, we'll heal the sick. By the way, the kingdom of God is here. See so, ya. Yeah. I assume that that kingdom of God was a bigger message. In fact, if you look at the ministry of Jesus, it was the big message. Instead, I think they would have given this full message. They would have reflected all the things they heard Jesus say and do. And this helps us know what the kingdom of God is. If you look at the Gospel of Luke, you get a beautiful, beautiful picture of what the kingdom of God was all about. So as we read Luke, and we hear that phrase, the kingdom of God. We should reflect on it this way. We, when we hear the kingdom of God, we should think of the Beatitudes. We should think of the judgment of the wicked. We should think of those who cheated others, giving away their possessions. We should think of loving our enemies. We should think of those of low honor being given a high status. We should think of those uh, of sickness leaving. We should think of the forces of evil being pushed back in our world. We should think of the announcement of the King of Heaven Himself coming near. We should think of the old order of life being renewed and all things being restored to what God had originally intended them to be. The Kingdom of God is Heaven come to Earth. That's what Jesus had asked his disciples to announce. That's what he'd said, go and proclaim. All of this has come. It's that God, the ruler of all things, was breaking into their world through Jesus, and everything that was wrong with the world could be made right. And that is our task too, to proclaim and share about the kingdom of God. Whenever you walk into a room and take what is wrong or take what is out of order and you make it closer to God's reality, then you are bringing the kingdom of God. 
Whenever you bring love and peace and hope and truth and life to a place, you are proclaiming the kingdom of God. And all the spaces and ways that you do that, you are doing ministry. You are doing mission. It's not just for the, the called few in the, in the high-profile profile situations. It's for all of us. However, it's, it's not just about what we do. It is ultimately about pointing people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus. Paul says this to the people of Corinth, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18, talking about the new life that they have received. He says, and all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling, bringing back together, uh, bringing together the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. See, to the people of Corinth, this is what God has done for you. And in the same way, he's done it for us. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. I remember working at an after-school drop-in center and building relationship with stacks of non-Christians. And we would, we would do mission and ministry through sharing God's love and through bringing them you know, help in the different areas of their lives. And I remember there was a couple of young guys who uh, struggled a lot with, with various things. You know, usually it was to do with uh, getting in trouble at school or I want this girl to like me. You know, normal guy problem, boy problems. It's just one of those uh, things that they were going through at that time. And as we helped them, at one point I remember the conversation began to change. And there began to become this question of, well, how come you guys are doing all of this and spending all of this time with us and helping us with all of these issues? And we began to share, well, this is just an extension of who we are. We believe that, that Jesus has loved us and has given himself for us. And there's a life-changing relationship if you would come back to him and know him too. And through that time, they made that commitment. And they actually came as someone who'd never really considered God into coming into a life-changing relationship with him. And that's what we're called to do as well, to bring God's love and his life, but ultimately to draw people back to him. So our mission in ministry is found whenever we bring God's renewal to the situations in our world, and especially when we bring the message of God's reconciliation through Jesus. We let people know that they are far away from God because of their sin. But through Jesus, his death and resurrection, they can be made clean and have a relationship with him as though they had never sinned. So can I ask you this morning, where are you doing mission? Where are you doing ministry? Can you see the different spaces and places you might be doing that? For some people, it will be in their family and in the way they treat them. For others, it will be building a relationship with a neighbor and sharing God's love with them. I've known people who have this extraordinary gift of walking into difficult situations with a, a calm and a steadfastness that brings peace to that situation. Maybe that's you. 
For some people, it is through interceding for others and prayer or for sharing words of knowledge and praying for healing. For many, it will be in their workplace. Did you know you can treat your job like ministry? Man, how much, how much richer would your job be if you saw it that way? You can bring renewal through the way you approach those you work with. But it's not just renewal of people. God wants to renew broken systems too. And we can bring his way of doing uh, the world into our workplace. Imagine if you went to work tomorrow and said, this is not just a job, but this is a calling. Through the way I act and the things I'm doing, the relationships I'm building, the conversations I'm happening, I'm doing ministry. For some people, it happens in the spaces uh, that they volunteer in the community. For others, it happens as you parent. You're training the next generation to love God and follow after him as mature, uh, self-giving adults. That's ministry. It happens in our church programs, in Total Rock, in Cameo, in Ignite, in Freedom Youth. Do you know, if you help in our high school ministry, you're more than just make a, making a youth program going. You are doing ministry. And I know this because I've done many years of youth ministry. And I had this amazing privilege uh, recently, just a few weeks back, where one of my former young people uh, decided to come and, and catch up with me. And it was quite remarkable because he came from England to do it. So he's like, hey, I'm going to come over and say hi. He did travel New Zealand for about six weeks before he got to me. So I'm not sure if it was just to come say hi. But he did. He came and said hi. And as we had those conversations, you know, he mocked me for plenty of things that I did wrong back in the day. But he also mentioned that I've had an impact on his life. And he's actually now a pastor, pastoring other people. And I don't know about you, but uh, for me, in that moment, I just had this profound sense of privilege that I got to be a small voice, a small part of his story. And that could be the same for you too. And one of the key areas of mission and ministry is the gospel conversations we have with people in our life. We need to look for those moments to share about Jesus and what it's like to be in a life-giving relationship with him. God's mission encompasses all areas of life, but the mission that does not ultimately include declaring the word uh, and the name of Christ, the call to repentance and faith and obedience, has not completed its task. We need to clearly speak and invite people to be reconciled to God. There are opportunities for us to share Jesus everywhere, if we will open our eyes to see them. So that's what mission and ministry is. It's for each of us who believe in Jesus. And those are some of the spaces and places you can do it. Can you see, can you see this morning where you're doing mission, where you're doing ministry? So that's the success and the goal of our lives. But it's not some individual endeavor. Instead, it is something that we need to do together. So let's have a think about this morning, how we can do mission together, how it can not just be about us doing it alone. We began with motivational quotes to encourage us to succeed, and I want us to consider one more. It's an African proverb, and it says this, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. 
And it might be that there are times in your life where you go, oh, yeah, I can see what God's calling me to do. I'm going to go out and I'm going to do it. And you might achieve some things really fast. But what we're hoping here is the renewal of all things. And I think for us to achieve that, for us to do that well in our lives, in our community, in our nation, we need to do it together. Can't be just us alone. As Paul says, we strive together for the gospel. Philippians 1, verse 27. Paul says, Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. There is something about the way that we live that is to be attractional. And whether I come and see you again or only hear about you, I know that you are standing together with one spirit, And one purpose, fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. We want to uh, challenge all of us to see how we can stand together and fight together for the gospel, for the good news to go out. We want to challenge our connect groups to take the time in their group regularly to ask each other how their mission and how their ministry are going. As we do that, As we ask those questions of each other, I think there will be three things that will happen that will help each other in our mission and our ministry. Number one, we will help each other define what our mission and our ministry actually is. As we ask the question, how is your ministry going? It forces each of us to identify the ministry that we're doing. That might be really clear for some, but for others of us, we're still figuring out exactly what this mission and this ministry looks like. And at times we might even draw a blank on that. And then others can begin to feed into and go, well, I see you doing this. Or you could get involved with this. I remember a time when I lost sight of what I was doing in ministry. I'd moved to England and it was all hard work with no results. I remember I had a random phone call from a pastor that I really didn't even know that well. And it was through that conversation that I was able to refocus and step forward with with new purpose. Because of his questions and his advice, I had a greater clarity around what God had called me to do, and I could step out and do it. But I think if I didn't have that conversation, I might have got a bit stuck. So others can help us define our mission and ministry. Narrow it down. Number two, we can, if we choose to share this with each other, encourage each other. As we speak about our mission and ministry, it gives us the opportunity to reflect and be encouraged about what we're doing and to refocus again. I remember another time I was involved in a ministry which was really messy. I was pretty uh, new into uh, doing this church work thing, and I was in charge of a group of, of connect groups, small groups. And there was some leaders who were just barely holding on, some who were pulling out. Uh, the groups didn't really fit or, or meld that well together. And I was going, I don't know. I don't know what to do here. But I also felt a little bit like I should know. <laughs> I should be able to figure it out. And I remember sitting down with someone who didn't go to my church and said, oh, yeah, they said, how's it going? I said, yeah, good. I've got this kind of mess. And he said, well, look, lay it out for me. Put it down on the table. Show me what groups you've got. Who are your leaders? And he knew a little bit about our situation and had this fantastic analytical mind. And he went, oh, well, if you did this and moved this person here and then you changed this around just a little bit, But how would that be? Would that work better? I was like, oh my goodness, yes. How could I not see that before? 
And he helped me and encouraged me to then go, hey, step forward, you can do this. And I remember walking away from that conversation and feeling a couple of things. And the first thing I felt was actually uh, like a little bit of a failure. Because <laughs> I thought to myself, I should be able to, shouldn't, you know, this is, I'm paid for this and he's not and he's figured it all out for me and now I'm going to go do it and if it works, I take the credit. This just doesn't feel right. But I did, I felt like a bit of a failure. But then I realized that actually it's, it's all right. It takes a bit of humility to share what's going on for you with others. And as you have that humility, you'll learn some things. You'll grow together. And you might even see mission and ministry happen better. And what happens through this process is we can lift each other up and we can pull people to the purpose that God has for them. And I saw a really good visual demonstration of kind of what that looks like this week. So just because I've been doing a bit of talking, let's, let's watch a little video of what good teamwork looks like. There you go. Yeah, I know what you were thinking. You were thinking, how's that last guy going to get up? It's nice for him to pull people up, but how's he going to get up? And that's kind of what we want to see. That's our encouragement for us, is that we would be able to lift people up or maybe hang on to their coattails as they drag us up. And we together, man, isn't that a great picture? For us to see more happen. And then uh, the third thing. So number one, the three things that we get from sharing these things together. Number one is we help each other define our mission and ministry. Number two is we encourage each other. And the third thing is that we can consider ways to do mission together. When Jesus sent out his disciples, the 12, the 72, he sent them in teams. He didn't send them just to go by themselves. He said, hey, go do this together. When the early apostles went out, they went in teams commissioned by the church. A few years back, we had a men's group in the church here. They met to pray together and committed to being obedient to what God would lead them to do. And as they did, they felt that God had called them to do an alpha course in the church. We helped them to do it. We gave them some training. But they put, it, they put in all the prayer. They put in the hard work. They invited people. They set up and packed down. They prayed for the course. And we opened it to the whole church. Through it, we saw people come in to church that have never been involved in a church before. Imagine if there was a ministry you could do alongside others. Imagine if there was a ministry you could do that could bless this community around us. We met as a mission team last week, this last week just gone, and we've moved on from international mission. It's still very much in our heart, but we're now looking at local mission. What does it look like for us to reach St. Martin's, for the area around us? And we've had some people give us some reports about some amazing local missions we could be involved with. And we're so excited about the next season at St. Martin's C3 because we hear God calling us to more ministry, to reach out to this community and others in our lives like never before. But as we discussed it, we decided that what we were going to do is we were actually going to uh, not do most of it for at least a year. And you go, well, hang on a second. If you've got all this, this ministry that you can see, this ways that we can impact the community, why would you not do that? And the reason why is because we know that to do what God is calling us to do at St. Martin C3, we need to do it together. 
It can't be one small team, but the whole church who are so used to talking about mission and ministry, so all into this, that they can encourage each other to see them do it together. I think at the moment we, we would recognize that we're probably not quite there. And so it's our desire, it's our desire that as we talk about these things, that this, this whole idea of mission and ministry and what we could do, the St. Martin C3, would rise up in each of our lives. So that when the moment comes where we say, hey, we'd love to do X, Y, Z and bless this community, that there are people going, man, I'm so hungry to be involved. I'm so hungry to give of my time and my energy and my effort. And it might be now you go, well, well I'm in that place now. I want to, want to start by doing that. Well, then we would encourage you. There are things that we are going to do. There are courses we're hoping to run for the community, parenting courses, marriage courses, mental health seminars, alpha courses. There's our cameo group that meets on a, a Thursday who I know need more people to be alongside and help them. Our Total Rock team is, is fantastic and amazing, but they are, uh, you mostly are, are mums who uh, at times have sick children and other things, and there, there could be more help and more support. So I want to encourage you this morning to lift the level of mission and ministry. And the way to do that, I think, is to be involved in these very purposeful discussions and conversations and spaces where we can encourage each other to do that. We encourage you to go on that journey so that we might do our part in seeing this whole world renewed. You excited about that? Wouldn't that be awesome? Man, wouldn't it be awesome if in St. Martin's you were to talk to someone and they said, St. Martin's C3, look, I don't know much about the church, but I know they love our community. And maybe if I was going through something, that would be a place I'd go. Wouldn't that be awesome? That's our vision. That's our heart. And it begins as we encourage each other towards mission and ministry. Thanks for listening to this week's message. To learn more about our church, visit c3chch.org.